0: My name is Ken Fallon and you're listening to HPR Community News, a look at what's been going on in the HPR community for the last month. Today, joining me from top to bottom is Ahuka. Dave Morris. Ira Huff. Ken Fallon. Christopher Hobbs. Welcome folks, welcome folks. So traditionally we introduce new hoax, new hosts, and because I butchered them so much, Ahuka decided to do it this time. <laughs>
1: And it is a pleasure. I love having new hosts come in and add to our happy family here at Hacker Public Radio. So, this month we're going to welcome Alec Gregorian, Asipater, Shane Shannon, Bob Tregelis, Curtis Adkins, and J-Rob.
0: Welcome, welcome everyone. It's nice. I really love it when there's a good month like this, where we get a wedge of new people in.
1: Yeah. And.
0: Dave Morris was saying that we were at a low ebb.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Me of little faith, I know.
0: There you go. <laughs> what we were referring to, of course, was if you go to the HPR community yeah, or HPR calendar page, um, we now are mapping um, the shows as they come in. So, actually, let's talk about that right now. First, before we go do the uh, do the rest of the stuff. So the web uh, address is hackerpublicradio.org forward slash calendar.php. And what we're doing now is we have a running list uh, graph of what the queue is. Since last month, and this has been the first month, uh, real first month of when uh, community members decide when exactly they want the show posted. So in your upload, um, in the upload show notes, you will state when you want your show posted or... You know, next available slot or backup show or whatever you wish. And that means your show, as soon as um, I process it, it is released on that day and uh, available. But that allows us to plot exactly when the next free slot is. And the graph has the number of hosts in the queue, which I find the most important and the number of shows in the queue. So if you compare the number of hosts in the queue and the number of shows in the queue, it is more or less a two-to-one ratio between um, so uh, between the number of hosts we have and the number of shows we have. And then we have the famous red line that goes up and then comes down, 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 down. So it was at a peak of... Um, well, about 17 shows, and then it went down to a low of two shows in the two days to uh, to the next free slot, even though we had loads of shows in the queue, thanks to Hookah. Um, <laughs> the point is that we do have free slots available, so uh, if you look at the queue, we mm-hmm. see that we're quite, quite full now. We have um, Modern Inconveniences from uh, uh, Christopher, who's on the call, uh, Deep Geek's interview uh, done in by Epicanus, not Epicanus. How I Manage My Contacts by John Pulp. Impressions of um, Magia by Frank Bell. LibreOffice by Ahuka. What's in My Bag by Mr. Gadgets. What's in My Bag 2 by Curtis. Atkins, See prompt to those of you on IRC. How I Find Linux by uh, Sun Zuffman. Frank Bell presents HBR to his lug, which I'm looking forward to uh, because we all kind of contributed a little bit to that presentation and how i got into linux by uh, j rob what's in my bag again by christopher and then there's uh, some free slots until the hookah shows and the hookah shows are spaced out um okay. coming out every fortnight that's 14 days for you uh, colonial people and uh, <laughs> uh, every and they're spaced out i think up until december so that's good stuff so if you're if you're worried about the queue, just have a look there and then you can see exactly when it comes out or if there's a particular day that you want to reserve, you can also do that as well. So without further ado, anyone any comments on that or not? Or Shall I just keep waffling?
1: Well, just I encourage anyone listening to this uh, record a show and, and put it up on the schedule. It's not hard.
3: Yes, please do. I... Uh... Speaking from only having recorded a couple of shows after that first one hit, it was pretty addictive, and it's nice to have a platform to speak. So yeah, very easy. Please record shows.
0: I'd be interested to know from you actually what the uh, you know what we can do to improve the whole get shows up process.
3: Uh, I think it's pretty simple. Um, I think I need to improve what I'm doing as as we've had some back and forth. I've not quite had the best recording setup, so. Audio formats and things have not been optimal. Uh, I think maybe the show notes on the FTP server differed a little bit from what was presented on the site, but I'll see what I can do to compare those. But otherwise, it's
0: it's a pretty smooth process. Okay, fair enough. The only one stumbling block, of course, is that you need the FTP credentials and you need to upload FTP. That's the the only way of getting a show to us at the minute. I had some stuff in my backlog. I'm looking at uh, four free days off, uh, last four days of the holidays slash vacation for the kids. So uh, my choice is to spend quality time with them or do the FTP upload form. So you will know by next community news whether I'm a good father (laughs) or not.
1: (laughs) Take care of the kids, Ken.
0: Yes, yes, yes. That's what I'll do, all right. (laughs) Anyway... I think we spoke about this last month, but um, we agreed to, uh, to to stop at a particular point. Um, with the new recording schedule, we don't know exactly when this shows are going to come out. So we're going to do it by uh, just month chunks. And 1282 was My Home Med Recumbent Bicycle by John Culp, which was uh, released on the 2nd of the 7th. And this has got a whole go of photos that go along with it, a whole gallery, and it was really, uh, really interesting show. I like these mechanical engineering ones coming into the queue.
1: Yeah, I just love. Uh, <clears throat> John has done several shows that uh, I have just thoroughly enjoyed, uh, and two of them are in here this month that immediately come to mind. Uh, he, he's good.
2: I enjoyed
0: listening to it. It made me look at building my own rather than spending three grand on buying one. Three grand? That's about the average price for recumbents right now.
3: Wow. Okay, that does make sense. I think it was a great listen, too. I'm a bit of a bike enthusiast. I've always spent some time repairing and flipping old vintage bikes, and it's always good to hear about people getting their hands dirty with bikes rather than seeing them as pieces of disposable equipment.
0: Yeah, uh, excellent. The following day we had myself with the finally the last talks from Odd Camp 11 and I think uh, we were talking earlier about lessons learned and this this was a lesson well learned by me to record, edit shows and post them as soon as possible <laughs> after an event. Anyway, we'll move on. Less said about that the better, I guess. Then we had uh, Jezra with the Blather Speech Recognition uh, Conversation. Um... Done again by John Culp.
1: Yeah, he's done a couple of things with uh, blather, and it it sounds very interesting.
0: I I love this. I'm a big fan of home automation as well, and um, this is definitely on my list of stuff to do. He's obviously got a reason to do it, which is um, repetitive stress injuries and stuff. But uh, I just love the idea of you know coming home and go computer, make me a sandwich. Can't do that. (laughs) Sudo computer, make me a sandwich. So the um and I'm actually working on another project which you may or may not hear about it with uh Jonathan uh Jonathan Nadu on um using some of this technology in trying to get that into sonar as well. Then we had this guy keeps sending us in shows and shows after shows. He never shuts up. Um LibreOffice Six by Oka.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> And speaking of sonar Linux, mm. um I, um, I'm going to be doing a, spe- a special dyslexic template for um, dyslexic people, obviously, so that the character spacing is right, that the font is right, and then saving that as a, um, open OpenOffice template. Um, mm. So I will be referring to your um, episodes again. As I've said before, there is no reason why people shouldn't just take these, burn them on a CD, and um, whenever you get a crap document, uh, from somebody in work, just here you go, here's the C- CD listen to it, we should never speak of this
1: <laughs> it, It's fun doing them uh, I, I'm sort of feeling like I want to wrap up LibreOffice Writer uh, for this, at least this first pass and start moving on to some of the other stuff get in, into Calc and Impress and maybe come back to Writer for more advanced topics later
0: Yeah, I I am seriously thinking that, you know, this should be a a, a DVD series or something, you know? This is, like, just gold.
1: I I am uh, planning over the winter, uh, and I think you all all know I had worked out with Ken ahead of time that uh, during the summer I get involved with my garden and various other things, so that's why I built up all of these shows ahead of time. In, In the winter, when the snow starts falling here in Michigan... That's really all I have to do all weekend is work on this stuff so i'm I'm thinking i'm going to uh try and learn how to do screen captures and maybe start throwing some things up on youtube
0: that's exactly the one thing that I was uh, kind of missing from this series yeah. you know if we and uh, of course we're spoiled here with uh, Linux and the shell you know the 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 blog and this and the um the full write up with screen captures and then he's got the video and everything you know so I kind of, uh, I love the audio component of this, but sometimes I think I would just like a, a little overview of, of what you're doing, maybe a key screenshot or something. We can we can always put that on the website up here as well, just so you know.
1: Yeah, and uh, I do have, uh, for every one of these that I've done, there's a corresponding article on my website that has screenshots.
0: Oh, come on. We need to link that in.
1: I thought I did. No. Mm-hmm.
0: No no not directly into the uh, not directly into the uh, website no I anyway, I'll I'll clean, let's clean all that up I'll I'll take okay. that on not a problem That's All a right bit,
1: yeah oh, I, I I guess I just me, mentioned so. I mentioned the website in the show notes but uh uh yeah because the way I do these um I mean I can't just turn on a microphone and improvise uh so what I do is I actually write everything out first uh, and store it as an article on my website, and then I'm essentially reading the article when I do the recording. So that way, it ends up actually making some amount of sense.
2: All right. I'd like, I'd love to see those Ahuka, That would be great. I tend to sit in front of my PC whenever I can when I'm listening to your your episodes and try and, you know, track through what you what you're telling me. I find yeah. that really good.
1: Well, Ahoeka dot com. Right,
0: I'll be there. All right. Actually, you bring up an interesting point there. Uh, you know, we've got the What's in Your Bag, uh, you know, how I got into Linux series, and there's the What's in Your Bag series. Um, right. um, what actually might be handy for the more longer-term podcasters is uh, how you record a podcast ser- how, not how, the process of how you repog- not how you record a podcast, but how you as a person approach the task of doing a podcast i think that might actually be quite interesting for a lot of people including myself
3: i could
1: put one of those together
3: i'd love to see a series of those for someone like me just getting into it it'd be really useful to see how you prepare yourselves i tend to do mine just off the cuff and uh i think it shows in the low quality of what i produce
0: no 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 sir no no it doesn't well thanks Okay, moving on to the next day, which was uh, 21.86, Dave Morris, 7.8, another guy you can't get to shut up, and uh-huh. uh, this time he was on about iCalendar hacking. What can I say? <laughs> no, it was, I I, I am being facetious here, but that was, uh, aside from the fact, the reason you were doing it in the first place was because of me, um, but I found it very interesting, not least of which because right here is the reason that there is no linux has some one on the desktop it's because of calendaring not so much email very much about calendaring the uh outlook calendaring feature has not been bested by any anyone anywhere at all and to be honest and this is going to get us the explicit tag on itunes it is crap every single calendaring application on linux bar none is crap
2: yeah there i said it
0: yeah And you know, none of the companies developing Linux right now at this desktop know that because they don't use it. None of the developers who have gone to university and have got, they don't have to deal with the managers and the meetings that all the rest of us have to deal with. And if that was sorted, that would fix the Linux on the desktop because when they got that sorted for Android, then all of a sudden... Everything, you know, everything was available. Admittedly, people will say, okay, I'm going on a side shoot here again that I've been on before, that WebDAV works. WebDAVs now allows you to connect into Exchange and present a design app, but there's, on the Linux side, there is no good calendaring application. None.
2: Yeah, probably the best is Thunderbird, but that's pretty poor. Crap
0: as well. Absolutely crap as well.
1: Yeah, no argument here.
0: Nobody, nobody arguing with me on this. (laughs) <laughs> no nope, we're all behind you because that's that's a first all right anyway, <laughs> dave very good show very interesting and uh, i had hoped i had hoped for more at the beginning not because of your investigations but i had hoped more for more from uh the open standards of calendaring it just seems to be like people have given up
2: well the thing that puzzles me is that the 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 i calendar standard It's got a hell of a lot in it. It's very, very powerful. But nobody seems to have completely implemented it or even implemented it well,
0: as far as I could see, anyway. It wasn't a very...
2: I didn't investigate that deeply, but everything I looked at looked really rubbish.
0: Yeah, it's more important that we all work on getting a new X server and uh, swipe interfaces and unified interfaces and phones that turn into desktops. Sorry, the, the Ubuntu swipe thing is going on at the minute. And it just struck me today, right, in my use case, if I put a phone in and it becomes my laptop, and I want to stand up, go for a little walk, ring my wife, what am I going to do? Disconnect all my SSH sessions and everything, or is it going to continue working in the background, or whatever? Ah, anyway, don't get me started on that. Right, moving on, or we'll be here all night. HBR Community News. That doesn't deserve any commenters. Keep moving. Neo, neo, Nido Media gets Ken to go camping uh, to OHM 2013 and that event is now over and Nido did a fantastic job who, um, doing uh, interviews on the FM station that they had there, one of which I attended and they <laughs> ended abruptly when they, uh, we all had to evacuate because the uh, field tent we were in was about to collapse
2: Fun of camping, eh? I
0: skipped over the camping bit and drove home that <laughs> evening. <laughs> that
2: sounds like a good idea. It the was was the FM station being streamed because I tried to find it and I couldn't.
0: I don't know it was it was not it really it was linked was linked on the
2: on the the own site but I couldn't get anything to to uh, listen to it.
0: Yeah to to be honest the only thing that I did there was it was just super super hot and I had shut down. <laughs> Okay, moving on. The following day was JWP with short Zen update which I thought was really really cool because I had heard the, um, the uh, Zen uh, return to the fold uh, attempts and, and valiant attempts as may be. Uh, it was nice to hear somebody else in the field giving a real world update on what the state of per virtuali- virtualization is at the minute in Linux.
1: Absolutely. I. Virtualization is just becoming more and more important. Uh, I, I work at an enterprise IT and big part of what we do.
0: So the following day was 5150 with a excellent um, multi-system Thumbboot creator podcast. I don't know if you guys have used this, but I did, and uh, I had a 16 gigabyte drive, which I cannot find now for the life of me, and uh, it has got multi-boot on it, and I've got big distro, small discos, and uh, yeah, it's a really cool little system, albeit a little bit in French.
1: I marked this down uh, because it's a project that I've been meaning to do myself, uh... In fact, I'm looking right now at the thumb drive that I wanted to do that on. It's sitting on my desk, but I just haven't had the time.
2: Yeah, same here. Same here. I've got it. Must, must. It's on my wish list.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool because you have, uh, if you carry it around with it, then you got this, uh, you know, instant system that was. Uh, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Anyway, moving on. Parsing ISO eight six zero one. Formatted duration fields with Pearl. Now, this is what I love about HVR because nobody can stop you putting up shows. If you record a show, you can put a show on any immensely boring topic that you like. Um, <laughs> I think we won the prize for that, Dave. What do you reckon?
2: I, I th- yeah yeah a bit long was what I wrote down here. To, yeah, I enjoyed it, but I'm not sure anybody else said I did. But
0: <laughs> I, I do. I do. I love the. I, I loved talking to you because, uh, you know, as I, I said it in the, before, and I'll say it again. Like I, uh, I was been stumped by this processing this field all day in in the pearl. Use the term loosely. Script that I was writing, and I fired off an email to Dave, and then he goes, "Oh, sorry, yeah, I'm you yeah, know I'm busy." And then I have lunch, have dinner, and then I come back, and Dave has first draft of it done, and I didn't know whether to laugh or cry because it worked. He had figured it out in about 20 minutes that I had taken me to eat dinner, and then uh, I was just so depressed at the, at the beauty of your code. <laughs> so, uh, so, damn you, Dave, damn you.
2: <laughs> yes, well, <clears throat> you, you punished me by making me explain it for an hour and 20 minutes, so uh, that was okay. <laughs>
3: I thought it was great. I absolutely loved it. Pearl was my language of choice for many years, and I've moved on from then mostly due to professional uh, job offerings, and it was great to hear something about it again. I'd like to see more development podcasts, and I don't know, I may try and put some together, Uh, but sometimes it's hard to talk about that sort of thing without visual aid. Were you able to follow it at all? Certainly, yeah. um, having, Having pearl knowledge clearly helps, but yeah, I was able to follow it. I think it was clear. Good. Good.
0: I would actually like uh, people's feedback on this because there have been lots of people who have said to me, um, y- "Yeah, I want to do something on, the, on this programming language, but I don't want—I don't think it'll be appropriate for the oops audio uh, medium." But uh, I think if we were at least able to communicate something in in this episode, then it uh, it would be interesting to know if that's something I can say, "Yes, you can do this," or, or "No, you can't." So feedback, please.
3: Definitely. It's, it's worth exploring and uh, coming up with a good format. Uh, there's so many video uh, options for learning programming and for presenting programming topics. If you think about it, people give talks all the time uh, at conferences and while they're standing in front of people, even sometimes the audio, audio from those helps. So uh, find a good way of explaining and then provide examples and show notes that might be useful. Absolutely. Cool. And
0: um, if anyone wants to try Feel free to feel feel free to continue on. Um, speaking of people who are bringing education to the um, to the audio medium is Charles in in Jay with the Doomsday Reminders.
1: Remainders.
0: Doomsday Reminders. Yes. Sorry, my dyslexia coming in there, and that makes a lot more sense actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, I I love what Charles is doing. These uh, shows about mathematics actually. Stimulated an idea of something that I might do, uh, because I used to teach statistics, thinking of doing something about polls and how to understand what's going on with them and why they work the way they do.
0: I dread these shows every single time, because I know at a certain point he's going to hit the absolute maximum limit that my brain can handle maths. (laughs) <laughs> and and every time that he he does the show, he's like so close to the edge. You can hear the scraping on the—it's like steel on a on a grinding wheel. But I've still managed to hang in there. His show okay. notes definitely help. Yeah, but a great series, a great series. I hope yeah. it continues.
1: I like math, so you know it's it's kind of in my wheelhouse anyway.
0: And then we had uh, Chris's uh, Week of Freedom. That's why I reckon you're on here so that we won't say anything bad about your episode.
3: No, I just happened to get the message uh, but about the uh, community news. But I was astounded by the volume of feedback I got. Uh, just piles of email, uh, people asking all kinds of questions about it, making recommendations. It's been wonderful. And I've created a follow-up episode, and I've finally acquired a netbook, and I've gone... Totally free at this point. Uh waiting on an SSD to show up on Monday so I can void the warranty on this and uh, maybe I'll do a podcast on how to break your EPC. <laughs> cool.
0: Adding to the list. What list? I have no list. There is no list. Um yeah, no, this was
3: a this was a this was your introductory episode, wasn't it? Uh I think I may have done one before this one. Um I'll have to go look. I think this was my second,
0: yeah, you did uh pair programming, yes, pair programming first, that was also a good episode. thank you, so moving on
3: actually uh on on your you got a lot of feedback, did you? yeah, I probably got uh ten or fifteen emails that seems like a lot of feedback to me uh, I've, but yeah
0: i' I've, I've got I think two emails in my entire in my entire uh, time recording h p r so yeah. Uh, maybe i think you've already exceeded my low barrier of entry that's why i'm here folks i bring down the barrier so you all look good (laughs) okay and ever a little more serious 1294 causes of schizophrenia and neurochemical theory uh, by sigflop who is another person who shows also scare me um (sighs) Because sometimes they're so technical, and then sometimes we get a insight into her life that uh, you just want to go and give her a great big cuddle.
3: I'd love to meet her. Yeah, she seems really interesting. This I actually listened to this podcast three or four times. It was it was different. It was really interesting. There was a ton of really good information in it, and having the music going through it uh, just it was really intriguing. I liked it quite a bit.
0: Schizophrenia sucks. I think is what we can uh, say
3: at the end of that.
2: It's it's frightening the the sort of view that you have of mental issues and how you know, there aren't really there's no understanding of what these things are. That was the message I took away. You know, no, people are just throwing ideas at it and hoping that something works. And if you're suffering from it, it's very very scary. It's important
1: that she's talking about this. Mm. Uh, yes. I, I I really think that we need that more because uh, a lot of times people who have mental illness of some kind, it, it's like you know, just go off somewhere by yourself and don't want to hear about it. And you should. That's wrong.
2: That's, that's a good true. point, actually. No, I, I think the fact that people are much more prepared these days to talk about these issues is is opening doors that were, were have been closed for for a very very long time. Well, There's a guy. Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no, I've nothing to add other than that she's talking to friends. So I hope that helps. Yes. Oh yeah, you were sitting there. Was a guy?
2: Uh, there's a guy on, I think, doing a uh, a thing on Indiegogo. I think it is. Um, he's he's doing a a tour talking about dealing with depression. I've Forgotten the guy's name now, but uh, he uh, he's he got himself funded to to go to various uh, conferences to talk about his his uh, experiences with. With depressive illnesses, um, as a way of talking about this this issue and just you know making it making it public, and so that other people who suffer similarly can uh, can also join in and and um, you know understand understand more about it. I've, I've funded him because I, I really sympathise with that uh, with his his position.
0: Good. If you can give me a link, obviously we we'll put that mm. in the show notes. Yeah. Yep, yep. We'll do. Okay, Ahuka, I'm not going to fan your flame of skip over. fantasticness anymore. So this is writer heading styles. Yeah. And I you the following one was uh twelve ninety six intro to campfires by Pokey. Um, mm. who starts off the show notes saying I always felt a little awkward in social situations and looking for a way to get over that feeling, he basically um did the fire and stuff and I think this episode I really enjoyed this one not only because I love fires myself uh, I love there's something about having a, a campfire and, and that sort of thing but he also gave excellent, excellent excellent tips and not least of which was pass behind the people not in front
1: Yeah, I, I think the, the number one I was kind of surprised when he said that you know, he always felt awkward because he comes across listening to him like fairly extroverted kind of guy. But I it proves you don't know. The other thing that struck me is that what he he said something I think important, um, and that is by finding uh, a way to contribute, become a valuable member of the community, and. People want to have you around. I mean, that's like uh, I, I will get invited to some parties where I'll end up washing dishes.
3: Just every
0: someone uh, needs to. Yeah, exactly. Um, but any anyway, every every uh, Irish person knows that the best uh, session is always in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But yes, I would I would completely agree with you there. Uh, it's I, I was actually surprised myself that uh, Pokey would have issues. Uh, but then again, hey, he's dealing with, you know, here he's talking to a, a group of, you know, like-minded geeks, I suppose. But I, I do know exactly what he, he feels. I have a neighborhood barbecue coming up, which isn't going to be a barbecue in an American sense. It's going to be basically people standing around drinking wine. And I'm I'm dreading it,
3: I must say.
1: Yeah, because in an American barbecue, it would be people standing around drinking beer.
3: There you go. I think the take-home from this episode is in, in generally uncomfortable situations. Just keep yourself busy, and that'll help the rest of it flow. But it was a good episode on how to start campfires. Don't get me wrong. We need more of this okay. as well.
0: Okay, the following day was in my bill. We're taking far too long on this episode. But there was a whole go of good shows this month. Not that there wasn't every month, but uh, yeah. It's nice to talk to them about uh, nights to talk... Pe- bleh bleh, rebooting... <laughs> hold on while I restart my uh, Pulse Audio. Anyway, there was a whole go of good shows this month, uh, not least of which was Mobile Hack Spacing, What's in My Bag by NY Bill.
1: kind of becoming a series for us.
0: It kind of is. Uh started by Dave Yates, actually, and uh, a good uh, a good series.
3: I really dig the idea. I've got one coming up as well, and uh, I hope all of the hosts uh, do it, because it, I guess it's a little bit of voyeurism, but it's it's interesting to see what people carry around with them every day.
0: Not at all. It's uh, I did one as well. It's a good filler show, so you can keep them in the, in your back pocket if you need to upload. But it's also uh, handy where you think, oh yeah, that's that's really handy. I never thought of carrying that because it is useful. So he's got surface mounted components. I, he's got like a whole hacker space here in his bag, uh, and I had no idea that my build was so um, mm. hardware centric and if i was maintaining a list which of course i'm not i would be adding uh some to-dos here to uh hardware related uh, shows and that sort of thing have you seen the pictures the pictures were great i like that
2: yeah it gave me lots of ideas about uh, doing something similar Have you've not got lots of little tools that members of the family say, where are the screwdrivers that I can open this thing with? And you never know where they are. Well, I'm going to put them all into a tool pack now and carry them around whenever
0: I need them. I, two notes on that. At OHM 2013, I soldered for the very first time, which is good because I got a soldering iron. And with the advent of Raspberry Pis, I have I felt it's something that's been missing in my hacker section. But one of the things that we did for the kids here was get them a real toolbox you know, with a real screwdriver, hammer, a uh, small little hacksaw and everything. And that has been absolutely brilliant to, thing to do.
2: My my daughter's about to head off to university um, next month, and we've been talking about things she needs to take with that to, to be more self-sufficient. And I have been suggesting to her that she, you know, have a set of screwdrivers and pair of pliers or, you know, something like that. She's, she's, she's coming around to my point of view
0: no absolutely uh, and uh, duct tape of course of course, of course yes. <laughs> and the next day recording a HPR using Audacity Nido Media I'm very glad somebody did this
1: yeah me, me too Audacity is what I always use
0: yeah I mean we had the, there was this discussion in the mailing list and um uh, Frank was going to do his HPR episode and um, I advise people not to use Audacity to record shows, just use an external uh, audio recorder because it's a lot easier than Audacity. You have a single track and you press record and it records and then you just press stop and it stops. But I, there's just so much that can go wrong with Audacity just getting to working on a, what is a multi-purpose complicated device Your uh a powerful device as maybe your laptop, but uh, yeah, I don't know.
3: I thought it was immensely helpful. I've been using GarageBand, and I used Audacity in the conversion to free software here, uh, or back to, I should say. And uh, that podcast was immensely helpful. Uh, the last three I released were not recorded with Audacity, but I've got some in my pocket that I'm looking to uh, to touch up. But it was useful. I do like the idea that you just mentioned of using an external recorder. That may be a lot more simple.
0: Don't get me wrong it was a brilliant episode. Don't get me wrong for a minute the first half of the episode was here's what you do in Audacity when everything goes right and he just explained it very very clearly and then he went on to the section of all the things <laughs> you know here's how to fix the common problems that occur in Audacity to get it working and it's those ones that that are not necessarily Audacity's fault but you know intricacies of your own microphone and everything and I just think yeah for if you're doing I always use audacity when to edit the shows, not a problem there, but and, and you need that episode in order to fix the issues if they do turn up, so it's a valuable episode. Don't get me wrong. I'm not criticizing the episode. I'm just saying, for recording, I found it a lot easier to record on an external device, which is actually why I should be putting together a show how I record my podcasts um, for HPR.: Please do.
1: Sure. I think the main thing you want to get out to everyone is do what works for you. There's there's a lot of different ways to do it. Uh, I'm very comfortable uh, using Audacity to do it. Um, so I've got a whole workflow built around it. You know, I've turned out four shows in a day.
0: Yeah, that's true. And uh, I think uh, there are more people like that who've got a very good workflow. So use whatever yeah. works for you. Correct. The following day, John uh cope again with what's in my bag and um, he's got a toshiba satellite running CrunchBang, and he's got a zoom h1 audio player which i commend him on carrying around a mobile uh and since his show i've started carrying around a tin box with my zoom h2 in it
1: oh, okay
0: and then we had mr gadgets who i want to apologize to him uh for the uh, changes to the FTP server on two occasions he called in his shows and on two occasions we had issues both of them were down to me that uh, I changed the password and didn't communicate that mm-hmm. to um the uh, um K five tux with the uh, who did the um who provides the service for us. And then uh, I also had, we had quota issues where the FTP didn't work because for once people started uploading shows at the same time, which is the first time that ever happened. Uh, so we hit a quota issue. So I fixed that as well. But this was about the Maker Fair in Kansas City. Um, something that I think I'd like to go to actually.
1: Yeah, they, they have them all over. He uh, he happens to live in the Kansas City area. But there are maker bears in lots of places, in the United States at least. I don't know how many of them have made it to Europe.
0: I'll have to have a look and see if I – I know that there's one coming up in Maastricht because I interviewed a, a chap about it at OSGM 2013. So we'll uh, – I need to edit those shows and get them out as all that. So by the way, uh-huh. then we had one of the John Culp with conversations with uh, my Bill and John Culp. And he, the reason his shows are coming up one after the other is because, hey – No rules apply anymore on scheduling. If you want to put your shows one after the other, then feel free to do so. And uh, this was good because we had uh, two contributors, um, you know, shooting the breeze and talking about stuff. I I love these. This was
1: the follow-up on Blather, really, because that was most of what they were talking about.
0: Yeah, true. But a good show nonetheless. The following day, we had How I Got Into Linux and this was by a septier. <laughs> thank you why, why did i get you to do those and then you know um uh, uh anyway i also love the show um uh, not least of which, I again, apologies to her for the the uh, issues that we had uploading and stuff. And she was recording, don't know if people know this, but she was recording them in the middle of a heat wave and she had issues with sound. But here in HPR, we value content over audio quality. If you can get the audio quality good later, that's fine. But if you can't, we will take the content.
1: And this is one of our new people, uh, a new host. You know, I don't know that it's required, but it is sort of a tradition that you sort of introduce where you're coming from as as one of your shows. Uh, I wouldn't have to be Linux. Uh, Hacker Public Radio does not restrict itself that way.
0: Absolutely. So it can be how I got to HPR, basically.
1: Uh, Yeah, or, you know, how I got into computing or, you know, whatever it is that
0: absolutely absolutely but it's a good introductory episode and uh, the what's in my bag or yeah, what's my daily carry thing that's also a, you know then you have two shows out of the way and your workflow is more or less uh, is more or less down at that stage i guess
2: No, i enjoyed this this show very much it uh, made me feel nostalgic for the 1960s you remember
0: them didn't
1: you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know, the the saying, if you remember the 60s, you weren't there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, true for you. She was a mainframe programmer using punch cards, she said, so I was quite fascinated with all that stuff.
0: That's, that yeah, sounds that's like the I beginning started. of a movie. She was the miss. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: I'm 62, so my, my start was with punch cards and mainframes. Yeah,
2: me too. I'm about the same age. So, I, okay. so yes. I think we should do some shows about the days of punch cards, definitely.
0: We had a, uh, when I was in college, we had a CNC machine that was programmed with punch cards. So you, you wrote your program on one thing and it spat out the punch cards, and then you brought them over to the machine and fed them into it. And a great trick we used to do was shuffle the last four or five cards and put them uh-huh. back in. And the guys <laughs> guys would be there you know, for four hours putting spray on as their 3D magic thing was being cut out <laughs>
3: and then the people last have
1: been sh- people have been shot for less than that <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny
3: <laughs> i've got a stack of punch cards that i actually use for bookmarks so it would be kind of interesting to hear how folks were using them previously i'm not old enough to remember it of course <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get off my lawn
1: yeah the the trick if you uh, if you had a deck of punch cards was to get a marker and draw a diagonal line across the top uh, of, of the deck because that made it a lot easier to put things back in order.
0: Yeah, they used to do that. As a, they uh, we would then put another marker over it. <laughs> you were evil. Well, no, he was just they're, they're just not nice people in the world. And okay, <laughs> I just happened to be one of them. No, it happened to me as well. Don't don't think it didn't. And the last one that we're going to cover. This month, as uh, the one from last month, was uh, Tim and John, and this is the one that you recorded, um, uh, Dave. Hmm? Very, very nice. Very, very cool. Uh, we, cool show. I'm- um,
2: I was I, thinking back. These guys had loads of technical stuff they could have got into, but we were a bit pressed for time, so uh, I didn't feel... It was John's last day of his holiday, and I didn't really want to take up big lumps of his time doing that, but... Uh, he he would. I think he would have been up for talking all about the, the the technical details of making music and so forth.
0: It's not as if we don't have free slots, Dave.
2: No, no, no. I, I'm working on that. I'm working on that.
0: No, it was it was really cool to hear. It was a nice uh, a nice story. I like the. Uh, I don't know what we call them. Human episodes that we had this month, and there's a good few coming up uh, already in in. Uh, next month as well, and this month August, coming up in August so that was it anyway for the uh, shows for the this month pretty good all round and the queue can go dry what was funny about it was uh, and you can see from the graph that there was a big spurt uh, at the beginning of the month because I put out a call for uh, shows and then you see daily for about three weeks it just went straight down and then we had only two shows in the queue and then back up to fifteen shows again and it's uh, hovering around about uh, sixteen seventeen at the minute days to the next free shit slot which is the 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 big red line okay. so if we'll just mosey through the um, the uh, queue or the mailing list which again I didn't get time to add to the other mailing list that we would have uh, history of it. So we had the community-driven uh, schedule is now active, and we we're talking about the graph. So I don't know how are people liking that or not. I
1: think it's fine. Simple is good. It's, uh, this is very simple. First come, first serve. You got something, to throw it up there. I think it's
2: uh, it's just just the right way to do it. It's uh, amazing. It took so long to come up with this
0: idea when you look back at it. Well, it uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was a while. Uh, anyway, a lot of things needed to be done to get to, you know, sometimes simplest things take the longest because there's a lot more work involved. So there's a bit of work involved in this, and we got we got to it anyway. Um, so the only, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a few issues with this, of course, is that Community News has been recorded now, and the next available date for the Community News for July will be on the 27th of August, so... Now that's a bit of an issue.
1: Okay, well,
2: albeit if you're that if you're that keen to hear it, you could always leap ahead and uh,
0: and uh... more about that later. Uh-huh. Okay. So um, yes, so then we were low on shows. People gave us shows, so that is pretty cool. There was a little discussion about whether we should have backup shows or not, um, and Pokey suggested that we put that we make the list visible, and we have there's now a number at the on the uh, queue page, uh, calendar page. If you scroll down to the bottom, it says there are how many shows are in the backup queue. So there are seven backup shows. Um, there was a discussion about whether um, we should have any backup shows or not because I don't want people seeing it as a crutch. So I guess it doesn't really matter.
1: Well, I know I recorded a couple of uh, backup shows that, I mean, they weren't really all that important. If they never saw the light of day, no one would mind.
0: Yeah, and I uh, suppose it doesn't really matter if they're kept on the server or if you're ready to upload them whenever you upload them. So when, they, when we're running out of shows, we're running out of shows, basically. That's the way it is. Yeah. Um, then there was the uh, request to put the interview with the Iceland uh, politician uh, parliamentarian, Whose name is now going to be read for you by a hookah
1: Birgitta John's daughter
0: How did you get that from J N S D T T I R?
1: I assumed that the vowels that should have been there got dropped in translation
0: fair enough that's very impressive anyways um and this was a bit unfortunate for me because it seemed like I was picking on um picking on deep geek when in fact I'm not but the uh the point is. What we said, and I'll just read from the um, I'll just read from the show notes or from the calendar page what it says we will continue to promote new podcasts and other Creative Commons material. But due to lack of slots, we will only be releasing material exclusively created for HPR. If there is a piece of Creative Commons content you would like to promote, then feel free to record a regular show where you introduce the content, explaining why it is important to provide links so that we can get more information. So that's what I asked. Um, to be done and uh, thankfully Epicanus was uh, ready and willing to do that for us. And it, w- it was, I listened to it anyway on Duke Geek's um, uh, regular feed and uh, Talk Epe to Me News regular feed, which I subscribed to and if uh, Epicanus hadn't done it I would have oh, That's fine. Then we were uh mysteriously missing from Google and of course that was I, funny <laughs> that was stupid thanks to everybody who um, who helped us out with Google uh, tools and stuff and as a process of that right, we were completely visible on Bing we were completely visible on duck go which is also Bing um, but we completely disappeared from uh, Google and the hpr.com site which was hijacked hijacked I tell you um, was being ranked number one, and I couldn't figure out why. And then I figured it out because I was blocking the Google bot for doing suspicious activity on the HPR website, like I don't know, trawling every page. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm a I'm a moron. <laughs> but uh... Uh,
1: you know, but that's can. That's the sort of thing every one of us has done stuff like that just you just laugh at it because you know that it could have been you
0: yes well so uh, we try not to do it as pub- as publicly as that however what is a good thing is that uh, um, and i can't remember his name now who, who in the mailing list who gave me uh, uh, mass webmaster tools webmasters forward slash tools links in the show notes and uh, you can you can go uh, fetch page as google and then uh, became obvious, you know, permission denied and then permission denied, how is this possible? Oh yeah and then suddenly it dawned on me that there was a, a big long trail in the mailing list Anyway, we already spoke about the FTP quota issues but I also wanted to mention that um, the web the FTP account password if anybody wants it and wants to pass it on feel free to do so, you don't have to wait for uh, us, I don't particularly want it public but you know, it is what it is. Oh, and also, I also wanted to mention, and it's not in the show notes. Somebody emailed me about the intro and outro being too loud, and that it was uh, blasting their eardrums. Yes, it is. I've asked them to get back to me on it. They haven't, but I'll uh, I'll edit that down. If there's anybody who knows of more about this stuff than me, which is pretty much everybody listening, and who wants to uh, edit the uh, intro and outro. So that the uh, audio levels are more m- make it more consistent, um, feel free to get in contact with me so we can tweak the transcoding program I uh,
2: just to st- when I did my last show, I noticed that and I just did negative amplification on them both just and then normalized the rest afterwards I wasn't sure if that was a good thing to do or not, but it seemed to work. You lost me after
0: show.
1: Well, you know, basically the issue is you have the intro and outro that you've already recorded that are sitting there, and then people are sending in shows, and each show there's a different amount of gain, depending on how the person did it. So if you recorded a show that was very soft because you didn't have a lot of gain, and then you stick to normal intro and outro, in comparison it's blasting.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get that, but I don't know what we can do. Do I'm not editing every show. It's going to go through the script. I
1: don't know either. Uh, my MP3 player, I turn down the volume uh, at the very beginning and then turn it up as much as I need to when the show starts.
0: Yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to have a think about this, but uh, just because I happen to be um, the admin of this thingy for reasons that. I'm not 100% sure of myself. That does not in any way mean that I know anything about podcasting or audio, so uh, <laughs> people, feel free to give uh, give us tips and tricks on this. All the HPR transcoding stuff is on Gatorius, so it's completely available um, to you to see uh, uh, how we do this thing. And We're also, some of the shows come in without intros, and some of them uh, people take the intros and outros and add them themselves, so it's it's kind of a little bit out of our control what we can do on this issue anyway um the hbr is joint fourth top linux podcast which is actually quite amazing seeing as we're not necessarily a linux podcast
1: yeah that was that was interesting uh, i mean we do i think we deserve to be there as much as any of the others
0: yeah, I think you're probably right. And I was thinking, oh, this is Linux in the shell. But then Linux in the shell was listed on also one. So we won twice. So that's uh, that's pretty awesome. And one thing that became apparent uh, when I was looking at that and looking at why Google has banned us from the Internet And uh, I was thinking, yeah, it's because we don't have our own Wikipedia page, which is also true. We don't have our own Wikipedia page. And of course, we will never have a Wikipedia page because anybody who listens to HPR is required to send us in a show. And if you're then sending us in a show, you're a contributor to HPR and you can't edit a Wikipedia page. So um, on one hand, I'm hoping we never do have a Wikipedia page because then we'll have contributors. And on the other hand, we were never going to have one, which makes me sad because we're um, we're actually been running long enough. We've been running since before that software patent thing came in. And we're one of the podcasts over there now listed as having prior art for that uh, software patent. So, uh, then we had Frank Bell's HPR lug presentation, and uh, we've already discussed uh, that a little bit. So, then um, the Sonar project donations, I finally got the stickers in. Kevin um, Wisher donated some cash for to uh, get stickers and the like, and I got uh, loads of them, and I gave loads of them away at... Um, Ohm, oh, twenty thirteen, and I only have a few books left. But I think everybody should have their thingies by now. Did they get? Did everybody here get their stickers?
1: Um, yeah. Not yet, but maybe it'll be today's mail. Who knows?
0: Dave, I know you got them. Yes, yes, I got a blank card
2: with, a, with, <laughs> with some stickers on it. Much to the puzzlement of uh, everybody in the house.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they uh, want to because I wrote the address on the back of the stickers and gave it to your man, and he goes, no, they have to be on a postcard size. So I went and got some blank postcards, and then, I'll, well, I'm not rewriting the addresses, so I stuck them on, I stuck the sticker, the back of the stickers on, so that uh, to the blank card, and I handed it to the guy, and he looks at me going, what is he doing? Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> and then I found out that it was as cheap to send a letter, so I think... Um, uh, Kevin, your um, your one might actually be in an envelope, but we'll see.
1: Okay,
0: yeah. I I hope like the NSA haven't like stopped it because it's suspicious. You know, is there cocaine in here at the back, and it's coming from an undisclosed address in Amsterdam? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so we'll see. I haven't heard from any of the US folks whether it's got through or not. So uh, there we go. And um, yes, there is no. You owe me a show list, folks. There isn't, not at all, none there. This list does not exist. Just clearly.
1: We'll just shame you publicly, that's all.
0: No. However, those who have released shows in the last uh, year are definitely not on on the list. So there you go. But that list, of course, doesn't exist. Then we had the HPR mailing uh, RSS feed was just updated last night, which is why I'm wrecked tired today. And you can do such uh, interesting stuff as Mm. filter explicit, non-explicit content by using explicit equals zero. Thanks, Dave, for spotting that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And if you put explicit equals one, that doesn't mean you're going to get porn. It just means you're going to get regular shows, yeah, because some people... Like myself don't like to say what is explicit or not because that is very culturally dependent on where you are but i can understand those that do and if you fall under the itunes definition of clean then uh, and you feel you do in all jurisdictions then you can say when you upload it that it's clean and then they can be filtered out, and they're used by certain people to uh, – uh, that sounds – they're used by certain people. They're used by uh, HPR contributors who then will um, broadcast those episodes uh, over FM or local in-house radio stations and stuff like that, which is kind of cool and awesome, really.
1: I, I was kind of amused that when uh, last year when you interviewed me for Ohio Linux Fest, that became explicit. I wonder if that gives me street cred or something.
0: Everything I do becomes explicit because I it is such a part of Irish culture to use profanities or what other cultures would consider profanities. Yet there are, of course, words that we would never use in public either, which other people do. So, like fanny pack, you would never say that in Ireland. Well, yeah. So, there you go. However, if words you choose to be offended by them or not. So um, then we have the GoMax option, which was promised, long promised to um, dude man, and uh, that is now quite easy because all the shows are posted and they get the show numbers. So as soon as the show is posted, it will be available if you put in Go Max equals one. It will not put in the. Uh, it will remove the feature that we have that only display shows that are posted today or older. So that's what that one does. Another one that was requested was uh, to get all clatu shows. So you can just put in host id equals and whatever the id of the host is and that will come up. And you can get those ids from the uh, correspondence.php page and you can also do the same thing for the series. Which is something that I will probably be adding to your one as well. Your series on LibreOffice, Ahuka. Okay. Oh, okay. So just make it easier for people if you want if they want to uh, download the entire series, sure. you can then put in series equals blah, and then that will also restrict it to ten the last ten episodes. So if you did want to subscribe to just that series on a different podcast feeder than the podcast feeder. Uh, would download those. But if you wanted to pull the whole whack in, uh, you could put in the series and then um, use the full uh, limit equals, uh, and then 1,000, or you could use the full equals one option, which will display, you know, it removes the filtering of 10. So that's uh, that kind of gives a little bit more flexibility. I'm thinking about the uh, series, you know, I've started several series, and they just kind of petered out. And then I think a lot of other people has done that as well. So it might be better for those ones to, you know, put them as more a hashtag uh, type concept, so that we limit the number of series that there are to, you know, ongoing full, you know, full series either that are open or closed. Like the, uh, I'd like to make the um, How I Got Into Linux to be a dedicated series because it obviously is now. Uh you're one to be a dedicated series, Linux in the shell, a dedicated series. Um ones that are even closed, like um Clatoo's um urban camping series, the you know, best known HPR series, that as a series, and then other open ones that are uh, mostly Clatoos, but I think other people have contributed to them, like the networking series, so that um kind of more defined, and then the other ones that have only one or two that have kind of stopped, or maybe like all songs considered was quite popular, but now that there's other CC Hates and uh, other Creative Commons podcasts, perhaps they don't need to be series anymore, or, or it's been a while since they, uh, the series ones are there. if you want to do a series yourself um, feel free to do so Uh, just mosey over to the series page and have a look and uh, you can contribute to some of those series and that's all I have to say about that one thing I will ask you to do is if um, is on the limit equals and setting it to a large number or uh, going the full equals 1 that puts a lot of strain on the server because it needs to generate this every time um so feel free if you're downloading, for example, a hookah's uh, uh, LibreOffice series, then feel free to do that to catch up, but then switch it off um, afterwards. You know, and you can also set the limit equals three or something, and then regular pod catchers will, will happily go and get that, and that, that comes back with a fairly quick response. But I would also recommend just using the three regular feeds that are on the uh, main page because we can do caching and stuff with those. If you do exotic sort of um, um, things with the feed RSS, the RSS uh, feed link, then you know we're not going to be able to cache those, and there'll be database hits every time. Very well. Yes. So I think we've covered that. So rss.php? Question mark, go max equal to one. Appersand full equals one is like the full Monty, everything past, present, and future. Um, Then you can use the appersand limit equals 100 to limit that to the last 100 shows. Uh, Host ID equals 78 will give you cloud And then series equals 67 will give you Linux in the shell. So that's pretty much it. Let's see what else we have. Then, if you go to hackerpublicradio.org forward slash stats.php you will see that HPR started seven years, six months, uh, 22 days ago. The project, and it was renamed HPR five years, three months, 29 days ago. Total number of shows is 16685 shows. And we have 159 HPR hosts there are 17 free slots sorry the next free slot is in 17 days there are 9 hosts who have contributed shows in the queue Um, giving a 2 to 1 ratio more or less and there are 18 shows in the queue and that was HPR Community News from me
1: don't really have anything to add here nothing to add here
3: whole lot of nothing in my corner, either. (coughs) Well,
0: it's now traditional that we all sing the Free Software song. Join us now and share the software. Nobody? Nobody?
1: I don't know the Free Software song. (laughs) Well, you don't know? I don't want to know the Free Software song.
0: Who doesn't know the Free Software song? Come on! Anyway, folks, tune in tomorrow for another exciting episode of...
1: Hacker Public Radio!
0: All right, let us do that uh, again, and I will type it in in the chat. Tune in tomorrow, tomorrow for another exciting episode of
1: Hacker Public, Hacker Public Radio. Radio. Hacker Public Radio. Radio.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See you later, folks. Thank you. All right.